This is The M Word, a Studio 52 production, hosted by Ben Earl. Episode 14 of The M Word. Here we are. It's been a week or so since uh, I've done one of these. It's been great. Uh, Before I get into that, just a quick word from this episode's sponsor, which is Palm Juice. No one likes a dry palm especially a playing card. They need to nestle in an expansive moistness. And that's why you need Palm Juice. The new lotion to give your witch's hands a soft, clammy finish that'll bring a joy to your touch. Experience the simple pleasure of squeeze and caress as you rub in Palm Juice. A flowing liquid that corrects nature's mistakes and restores life to the driest hand and banter. Palm Juice. Because when the hands are dry, the moves don't fly. There we are. Quick word from the sponsor. I'll also have a little quick drink. Hang on, excuse me a second. There we go. Uh, There's a quick message from the sponsor. A little quick drink. It's raining outside torrentially, so if you do hear that... Normally distractions and stuff can be a problem, but I, I kind of think that rain is a good sound to have. It's like those things that you put on at night to send you to sleep. Well, maybe, maybe this will too. I don't know if you can hear it, but we'll see. Um, so what else is there? Uh, I'm going to talk about some magic stuff today. I'm not sure what yet. A few bits and pieces that I'm working on, projects we've got coming out, things I'm thinking about doing, stuff I'm working on, other bits and pieces. But um, oh boy, is the world struggling right now. <clears throat> I mean... Damn, it feels like ever since I started this podcast, I started this podcast, if you go to the very first episode, when it was about storms and zombies and, and and kind of making jokes about that stuff because it didn't seem real. Since then, well, okay, not the zombies bit, but since then, everything has become kind of real. You know, pandemics, you know, there's been looting, rioting, people are going nuts. It's, it's a really strange time and, you know, a huge amount of people are scared and fearful and anxious and uncertain um it's very very tricky i think things might be getting better in some respects but people are still generally uh, uncertain about what to do and I, one very quick thing before we get into what we can talk about today <clears throat> here's a little a little thing you can do to genuinely do something instead of moaning or whinging or shouting or judging or being angry or doing any of those things here is something you can do to actually make a difference right to someone's life Go through your phone, go through your contacts, your text messages, WhatsApp messages, emails, whatever those things are, and just send someone you know a message saying, hello, how are you? Someone that you haven't spoken to in a while. Just ask them how they are and just speak to them and be genuine. You know, no public praise for it, completely out of the way, just something that you and that person have. You send someone a message out of the blue. It shows that you care about them, and that can genuinely make a difference to someone's life. As small and insignificant or inconsequential that you may think that is, it really isn't, right? I mean it right now. Don't just go, yeah, yeah, it's probably true. I mean, do it now. Pause this and do it now, right? Right now. I'll wait. Okay, that little song has reminded me of something I'll get onto in a second. But I mean, right now, just go through your phone. Obviously, you know, you should be sending these messages to the people you normally um, see and love. uh, But there's probably a few people out there that you think, you know, I haven't spoken to that person in six months or or, or longer. I'm just going to send them a little message. Just say, hey, man, what's up? How are you? You all right? You know, just anything. Do that. 
you'll make a difference to people's lives and that is a, a good thing so <clears throat> try that and yeah i hummed a song then for a second because i just want to say while the world is going a bit nuts you know we've got looting and rioting oh, i've got it i need a cough <coughs> i don't know what i mean i need some more drink hang on oh gosh that's better Woo! <clears throat> now i may have had a biscuit so uh what was i going to say about lighting that's it lighting rioting Hmm, don't know what's going on with my voice today. So the rioting, the looting, the shouting, the flag waving, the sign holding, the um well the 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 the, the dying, that the all of this stuff, the things that are happening right now are crazy. Now now I'm gonna I'm not gonna make light of it at all because it's 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 a genuine it's an unprecedented time where we are living in a future history lesson and it's a very serious time for all human beings to analyse and look at what we're doing in life, how we can improve things, what we can do better, how to stop this happening again. It makes us look at connections and family and 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 society, all these different things. These are all important things. Now, what I'm about to say is um, not my choice, but but here it, well, it is my choice to say it, I suppose, but it's not my choice to think it and feel it. This weird thing happens to me. When, as soon as I hear any single thing, so a riot is happening or a, a, a bad event has happened, doesn't matter what it is, I have this very strange thing that happens, which is that I imagine the rioting and the, the people, all of it happening in slow motion, like I'm watching a movie, right? I imagine it in, in really super vivid colour, but like really slow motion. You know, like in films where like a fist comes through the air and punches someone, it's like... And then the face kind of, you see the flesh move in the face. I imagine it like super slow motion, people picketing, people angry. But on the top of it, let me see if I can find this quickly. I accidentally hummed it a second ago and I thought, oh, this is exactly what I'll talk about because, um, well, why not? But in the back of my head, I start hearing this song over that mental imagery. And this is not a choice. I have no choice about it. It just happens. So this is what happens. Here you go. Imagine that slow motion, people picketing, rioting, looting shouting worried people in hospital this is the wrong song let me see if i can get it to the chorus bit i know where that is but here we go caught in the rain oh look at that it's another link getting caught in the rain it is raining right now i think this was in guardians of the galaxy this song but that is what honestly goes through my head when I hear any of those types of rioting people. I just see it like filmically almost, black and white, some shots, but then most of it vivid colour, slow motion with this. And I'm observing it like I am through a screen. I don't know why. I have no choice. It happens every single time. I don't know. So when someone starts telling me a, a piece of, oh, Ben, Ben, what? Have you heard what's happened? No, what? Blah, 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 blah. Right? Great. Because then what happens in my head is... And my own mental imagery creating what has been said to me. I don't know why it's happened for many years. I always do it. Um, don't mean to. I also have this other weird little tick. I don't know. People who aren't English or, or follow snooker or anything won't know this. But John Virgo is this guy that commentates or comments whatever it is on snooker. And he always used to go, where's the cue ball going? And he used to shout it through a really small hole in his face. Some people call it a mouth. But he would kind of like, you know, if you purse your lips to make the tiniest hole... It's like he would do that without moving his mouth very much. Where's the cue ball going? I would have that running around. I had that running around my head for about three years. Um, 
I also have a Whitney Houston song from The Bodyguard that runs around my head periodically when I make breakfast. So when I make breakfast in the mornings, I have this... Oh, my God. Let's see if I can find it. This is dumb. I was supposed to be talking about magic stuff. Hang on. Let me just... There we go. There we go. Let's see if we can find this. So... Oh, where is it? Is this the one? No! Nope. It's not that one. This one. No, that's not it. That's not it. I can't find it. There's a Whitney Houston song from The Bodyguard that goes round my head. I'm going to find it for the next podcast. I don't know where the hell, hell it is, but it's this weird little, this one little section from the song and it just goes round my head on repeat and it's only ever while I'm doing breakfast in the kitchen. It's never any other time of day. Anyway, I don't even know why I'm saying this. I got I got sidetracked after humming something. I don't know what I was saying. Um, <clears throat> but yes, the world's a bit crazy and hopefully this is a little bit of a distraction. Everything I've done myself personally and Studio 52 over the last few months has been hopefully to try and provide some form of relief, some content, doing something good in the world, making some changes, bringing community together and doing it in positive ways that might make meaningful differences in people's lives. I've talked about that. I mean, look, it's a tiny, tiny flick of a thing that I can possibly do, but I don't know how to do anything else. So uh, that's why I end up... Um, doing that I mean I don't know what I'm saying anyway right so um yes the world's a bit crazy uh, oh by the way here's another weird thing um my very very good friend um, one of my best friends in the world is uh, Mr Danny Buckler every time I leave the house I had to leave the house today to get something from the shops every time I leave the house I send him a little voice message uh going um and it's just like the the kind of theme tune from Batman but like reduced all the way down to just that's all I do I send him a little voice message and all it is is that I've probably sent him about 100 dunanunas in the last kind of few months. He just gets very angry. He gets annoyed that he has to listen to a voice message and all it is is me going dunanunanunanunanunanun. It's just a signal that I've left the house. Um, hmm. So, uh, right, what else? Anyway, I'm not interested in talking about this anymore. We all understand those things. Um, that's all fine. Uh, tired of having the same type of conversations. Um, but there is a bit of a difference here. It does feel like I'm talking to a group of M-worders who are a very unique bunch of people. Uh, we get uh, emails from you guys and people, you know, getting in touch, and it, it's great. It really makes a big difference. I really love the fact that you guys are listening and enjoying it, um, and I literally just freewheel this. So I get on and I just talk and I say, and that's fine. And, you know, you'll have to forgive that I may stumble over words, I may say stupid shit. And then, I mean, I don't know. I don't care. All I want to do is just kind of be as authentic and real as possible. Uh, and then that, you know, and that's good. Oh, that's a, that's something for a future date. I, I want to talk about natural stuff in magic at some stage. I want to do it now because uh, I should probably think about it for five minutes before probably going into it. But there's a whole st stuff on that that I want to talk about. Anyway, right. So, what what else has been happening? Um, oh, the shift number three is out, which has um, some really cool material in it. It has um, my handling of a transposition in there, which which. Um, is a very classic linear transposition to some extent, but it has a real visual spin on it. It has my handling of Triumph, where you have the spectator legitimately mixes the cards face up and face down. They're a total mess. They think of a card. All the cards are put in the box. They put the box in their pocket. And yet, you know, when they remove it, not only can you tell them what card they're thinking of ahead of time, but you can also, when they spread the cards, they've all sorted out. Um, 
I mean, it's kind of you know re- reads like it's too good to be true, but that's that's what it is. Uh, and then and then um, something I call octopus, which is a handling of out of sight, out of mind. Um, uh, very direct thinker card stuff. And the interesting thing, the reason why I want to talk about it is because uh, the material in this particular issue is material that I really enjoy doing. I don't just mean enjoy doing from the perspective of it gets good reactions. I mean that it's nice to do. It, it I enjoy the process of doing. I enjoy the act of performing them because there are things in them that are particularly pleasurable. Uh, one of the elements that's present in all three of them is it almost feels like real magic when you do it. And this is a, an area that I think a lot of magicians don't really talk about. Now, I don't know how many of you out there know the JOSA uh, cut, um, where you take the deck of cards in your hand, you cut about a third to the table, uh, then you cut about another third to that packet's right, and then another third of the final third to the right of everything. And then you pick the packets up, starting on the left, one on top of the other. When you do that, obviously that is a false cut and nothing is affected. But the very first time you do that, it feels like the cards have been cut. And when you check it, you think, oh, wow, that's great. So it almost kind of fools you when even the first time you run through it. Those types of things, I think they're kind of quite relevant to, to experience. Uh, but they're, they're rare to experience in performance. Well, these three effects that I put in the shift give you that experience. They feel there are different elements of all of them that make it feel like the magic happens i know that sounds like some wishy-washy tree huggy stuff but there are some times where it almost feels real so i think it's why some people like using certain gimmicks because when you use the gimmick because it becomes self-working and you kind of lift it up and it's done it kind of almost feels like it really has happened you know often we can only experience magic vicariously but with certain processes gimmicks and other bits and pieces we can get really close to experiencing it almost from the other side even though we know you know what's happening underneath we know what's happening behind the curtain so, but the, yeah, these three effects in there, is, I'm really proud of them. And it's it, the issue is is influenced heavily by Die Vernon to some extent, as there is a handling of outside out of mind and triumph in there. And it's heavy thinker card stuff and classic themes. But I'm very, very proud of the material because it's taken me a long time to kind of refine it. And I think that it was never my intention to make them like that. But I think unconsciously over the years, I pushed towards making them feel that way. And... Uh, so I've tried my best to kind of communicate that throughout the book. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very happy about that. So I, I don't really want to do a, a, a promotional push on that book at all, but I, I do want to talk about it because I'm really proud of, of what's in there. There's also loads of other stuff. There's a um, an advanced version of the Lowry Palm. Um, there's a uh, shuffle pass in there. There's a, a really, really cool thinker card technique, which is so simple, I can't put it into words and it, it but it creates the impression of someone genuinely thinking of a card from a pack but it's so simple and uh unbelievably practical i love that there's um, an essay on card control and how to make it more deceptive much more deceptive with, with almost every trick you do um there is also some um functional movement based drills again using balance these are things that i've done for a, for a well, long more than more years than i care to remember but i've kind of changed them all over the years and it's the last few years I've tried to kind of assemble them into some kind of form where I can communicate it to other people. And so th- these particular balance drills are really interesting because you can kind of do them everywhere. You don't necessarily need any special equipment, although I have got some stuff in there with that. Uh, but that's really cool. What else is there? Oh, yeah, an essay by um, Simon Henderson on influence and deception. 
uh, which is, you know, it's an amazing, amazing thing about anomaly detection and counter-deception and how you can actually use that to improve what you're doing. There's a lot of stuff in there. So I've worked incredibly hard. And I think in this this particular issue, there's over 20,000 words. So it's, it's a huge amount of time and effort. Beautiful photography, once again, from... Um, Darren Lovell at Studio 52, you know, really trying to pull people into the aesthetic, really give them kind of a different visual um, break through each section so the cards, colours change and the designs change. So I'm just really, really proud of of the work and, um, yeah, it's good. So that's been a kind of a really cool thing for me to focus on. And it, it wasn't really a, a plan to do it, but we had such a huge demand from you guys and other people asking to do it. So I thought, well, look, you know, I'll really try and push to making that happen. And even though what I'd kind of had all the first three written over time, they, there's a difference between having it written in a rough way and then fully kind of pushing it through to the end. So it's been a, a really enjoyable process to do that, and it's really given me something to focus on in this time. So I often think a lot of people don't really have that. Um, but I think one of the things that occurred to me in that process was, was that I started looking back on a load of my old work, and, oh, my God, have I done some bad stuff. I mean, I started looking back on old lecture notes, Gambit magazine, past midnight, so many old projects, ebooks. I mean, I was looking at them thinking, you know, I've come a long way in terms of my understanding about design, writing itself, photography, what editing is, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I look back on it and, you know, I had someone say to me, well, if you hate it, that mean, aren't you embarrassed by it? I said, no, because it's a sign of the history and development of what I've done. You know, I, I think that looking at older things that I've done that I might look at now and think are relatively puerile or, um, look like they were done by a teenager it's because they were and but I'm glad I did them because every single one of them taught me something you know every single one of them pushed something into a new space and I think that's a really important lesson I think so many people out there don't do stuff because they don't think their work is up to scratch or they they, they think oh it's not going to be right or it won't be perfect just do it right just put stuff out there you know you might be lucky you might not make any mistakes but look at the end of the day that's what it's about You've got to just do stuff. And I was always compelled to write and communicate and design and teach uh, and learn and all all of those things. I mean, I was always limited by my, my ability to use design software and use a camera, but I always had the right eye. I just could never translate it right, but it still didn't stop me. And I think that's a really important lesson. I kind of look back at the old version of me and think to myself, oh, man, well done. You know, some of the ideas aren't where I would put them now, or they they seem underdeveloped. Some of the the, the, the design choices are not what I would make. Um, they some of them are terrible, uh, just bad decisions or or badly executed. There's all kinds of stuff like that. So I think there are two things that came out of that. One was to think about if you have ideas or you have things that you want to do, do them. Now that said, sometimes you do have to wait until you're ready. So there, there's sometimes. Uh, it's a weird balancing act. It really is, because sometimes you have to do something before you're ready in order to learn. It teaches you something. Other times you do need to wait. It depends what that stage is that you're going on to. I've definitely gone into spaces too early. Um, and also, as part of me, I often find, my, find myself intentionally pushing towards stuff that makes me insecure. I often find myself going towards things I don't understand or that, or that I don't have experience in because there's something exciting there. There's something that can be learned. So, you know, I, I always find that kind of deeply fascinating. Um, but it also taught me something else. It also taught me to not judge others because if, if I didn't know that this was my own work and I looked back on it, right, I would say, God, what's this guy doing? Why has he made that choice? Why has he put that there? That's terrible. That's badly done. But 
that was me. And I know that I wasn't doing this stuff with bad intentions or I wasn't um, trying to do anything other than express myself. But you have to give people the space space to breathe. So it's kind of very difficult, you know. But then it had I had some criticism of it, it would have helped. I don't know. <clears throat> I suppose the, the thing is to kind of look at everything in terms of balance and really trying to weigh everything up. I don't know what I'm saying, but uh, it was just an interesting experience because I'm very, very, very proud of what I'm doing with Studio 52 and the shift in general. And this last issue especially has really kind of been exciting and fun to do. And I'm very proud of some of the choices and some of the... There's so many levels of hidden stuff going on in the shift books um, that most people don't recognize or don't see there's so many levels that i think oh god that looks great or this is this is happening because of this and d weird little design choices and bits and pieces that most people will never notice but that yet are there um they're, they're just levels i didn't think about many years ago and, and, I, and i'm very proud of this stuff but i look back at this old stuff and i, I just think well you know i, I have to kind of if i could see the older me i would want to just help him instead of just criticizing him i'd want to help him so I just think that was a kind of a cool thing. And I think generally people are so serious, you know. Um, Why so serious? I should probably shouldn't say that. I was dressed as a clown the other week, wasn't I? For the Joker episodes. Anyway, um, but yeah, but a lot of people are so serious, you know, in magic. Just so serious. that All the time, everything's heavy. You know what I mean? Everything's heavy and serious and... um. I, I think there's nothing wrong with taking magic seriously, taking the art and the craft very seriously. I do. I take it incredibly seriously. I think in as deeply as I can about it, and I try and get as close to truth as possible. But I don't take myself seriously as a person. I can't do, right? Um, how can I? I, you know, and also I want to take joy from life. I want there to be humanity, and so I want to have connections. That's important. You know, the amount of people I see that are so serious all the time and so heavy with their art weighing heavy on them. You know what I mean? Oh, poor me, my art. It's all serious and heavy. Like, to me, you've missed the point. You've missed the point. You know, this... The goal, you know, it doesn't make you more of an artist or more, you know, better because you find it so painful. For me, you've failed in a lot of those examples. You know, you've you've really got to work on how to find joy in your life and use this gift that you've been given through this art form to use it to find joy in your life. That's that's the point. Otherwise, why do it? You know, I don't know what I'm saying. It's just so many lately in the last few weeks, you see so many really heavily serious people. I mean, you know what? I get it when you're talking about some kind of political event or something that's happening that you might be particularly upset about. But if you take the last three months away, um just people generally magicians you know there are people that don't take it seriously at all and treat it as a joke and it's not a joke you know it's it's a, a, a cool thing um but then there are people that take it way too seriously and treat it like it's the most serious important thing in the world and it's you know, that's the joke anyway i don't know but um you know take up a musical instrument you know use that time i mean i haven't i've been using that time to practice a lot but use that time um, to you know, take, by the way, if you take up a musical instrument, why is it that no one like everyone always takes up the guitar because or, or piano or something? Why does nobody ever take up the harp? The harp. Can you imagine? Imagine playing a harp. La bring. Do you know? By the way, this is a cool thing. I only found this out recently. Do you know that harps? Right. When you get a harp, you name it. That's called cool, it. Like you don't. You don't just have a harp. A harp isn't just for Christmas. It's for life. You have a. You have a harp for life, but you name it, and it's got a name. You know. Like Archimedes, 
Susan. But you just give it a name. I don't know. Take up a harp. Anyway, I haven't been doing that. I don't know what I'm talking about. I've been practicing a lot. I've been practicing a lot. Um, and I've been thinking a lot about what to do. I've been doing a lot of kind of like Zaro stuff. Also, I've been working on this like one-handed ace cutting thing that um, I can't stop doing. Um, uh, I've been working on a lot of skills. I've, I've put more practice in in the last three months than I have in the last three years. And I've, my hands have got better. Um, my timing's got better. I've noticed big significant changes. A, a lot of the drills that I put in the art of practice in the shift, I've been doing way more of that than I normally do. Um, it's just been great. It's been a really kind of interesting time to kind of really get into practice in a new way, almost engaging with it in the way that I did when I was younger, when I first got into magic. So that's been been cool. And also, you know, I'm thinking about... Sorry, I'm just going to have a drink again. Hang on. Right. So I've been also thinking about... I don't know if I should say this on here. Hmm. 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 I've been thinking about running some online classes. Some online kind of tuition courses or something like that. Um, and I don't know exactly how this will work yet, but I've been really thinking about doing it a lot. I'm working quite hard on maybe putting something together. But only because we've had a huge amount of people that have sent messages, emails, direct messages, stuff asking for one-on-one -on -one lessons, people asking for more lectures and more stuff, more content. And I don't just, I did a lecture for free on Instagram. In fact, I did a couple. I did I did a, a, like a flash one. On, in fact, I think I did three. I did one whole lecture, then I did another one which didn't save, and then I repeated it but made it three times longer or something. And then, well, aside from doing 52 nights in a row, uh, these were specific lectures that, that I put on for free, again, online, available to anyone and everyone with zero barriers to, to, to our stuff. But we had a huge amount of people wanting more of it. And I, I kind of don't just want to go on and just do a lecture for the sake of it. I'd, I'd like to do something where you can guide people through something in a much more considered way where they really can take something out of it as opposed to just watching it and go, oh that's a cool technique you know most lectures are just a series of moves and tricks that you won't do right with someone vaguely waffling about them in a way that sounds sounds deep um but they very rarely connect with people and that, so i think i want to try and put something together that truly can really elevate people's either understanding or ability with the art and the craft so i mean that's those are lofty goals but you know, I take it seriously, and I might fail, but I'm going to do my damnedest to actually put that together. I think I'm, I think I'm convincing myself that I'm going to do that as I'm saying this. So, yes, stand by. At some stage, I might announce some courses or something online, but it has to be something that I think I can commit to and do better than has been done before. I'm not just interested in putting on a lecture and saying, hold it this way, this is how I do it. So, uh, yeah, so I would... Um, yeah, I would stand by, uh, you know, I just I just really I just want it to make a difference more than anything else. So if I can do that, then then great. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, so that's that's really the kind of plan. Um, uh, I, th I don't know what I'm trying to say. I suppose I suppose what it is, is that just the idea of doing a lecture and teaching some. Oh, hang on. What's this? OK, I have a call coming in. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Yo. Good afternoon. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? I'm, I'm all right. I'm just, hang on, I'm putting the kettle on. All right. <clears throat> I'm just balled up in gourd. So I thought I'd have a, give you a call on this uh, horrible rainy 
epoxy lockdown, whatever it is, Thursday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've got a yoga, but I've got, but I've, I've got a yoga workshop coming up. So that's good news. Right. Okay. <clears throat> I'm doing. I'm doing that at um at six. Right. I I, so, I, yeah. I I always like speaking to you, Danny. No. Yeah, I can smell this. No. I can smell a gender. I can, no. Are the kids in the room? No. The kids are, no. I'm just saying. This feels like a, this feels like a please do not swear. Please <laughs> do not swear. You're all stiff and clunky. Do you I know what? Do you know it. what? I can smell it on your breath. You're you know what? talking like you normally do. Hi, hi. Hi, Danny. <laughs> How are you? Um, wait. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know him. I don't know him. Um, I'll get rid of him. I'll get rid of him. No, it's just just yeah. me, to me, to me chilling. Vanilla latte. Vanilla latte. <laughs> I mean, I may or may not uh, be doing the M word right now. Oh, I see. I've got the podcast. Yes. So you may. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the M word. Doing the M word. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Busy day. I'm on it now. I just thought I'd answer because, um, yeah, why not? Well, you're actually reco- are you recording it now? Are yes, you recording. Literally right now as we speak. We are currently, I think... At- oh, sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. I wouldn't have answered it. We're 29, 28, 29 minutes in, whatever it is now. Almost half an hour. All so right. this is, I can... No, no, I, so I can I can wrap up with this now. Because this Can't is what's happening. Oh, I see. All right. Oh, 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 Exactly. This is what so, you called. Um, I answered. You and I are talking right, through a device. This uh, is this is now going out to the world. This is all happening right now. So embrace it. Right. This is a, this is now a spontaneous happening, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I was just phoning you because I've got a, some new work on the center deal that I was going to tip that makes it invisible. Oh yeah. And practical for anybody. Uh, but we'll discuss that when you stop recording. See, see. None of your listeners will be interested. None of your listeners will be interested in that. No, of course not. Now they know it's a bit. <laughs> function is of the m word the m word the m word is for my brain so that i don't go mental it's i will discuss magic and i do i talk about it philosophically psychology (laughs) shit blah blah theory bollocks i talk about all that you love it you love it it. you love it That's what they don't know. I've, I've tried to do that. So we're on episode 14. Well, they don't realise the heavy shit starts if they can just get through to 25. It's no, 52. At 52, it all starts. Uh, yeah. There's going to be a it's point where I... Things. Yeah. When he, gets, when he gets 52 listeners, that's when he'll start tipping the real me. Hey, dude. <laughs> hey. Anyway, are you, really, are you really recording it now? Yeah, I'm really recording it. <laughs> This is going to be on it. You'll see. But no, but in all seriousness, I'm, I'm telling you now, randomly at some point, I've no idea when it is, it, I, I'm just going to drop 
like just just the secret to you know what I did on Penn and Teller or something, just randomly, just for no reason, and it'll be on an episode that I call something like uh, the Gilbreath Principle and uh, binary sort or <laughs> binary sorting. <laughs> I just I'll give it some shitty title, and in that I'll drop some juice. <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what? Actually, actually, you know what? I'm going to do that. Do you know what? I genuinely, yeah. I've actually got excited about doing that. I intentionally am going to construct an episode where I give it a boring title, a boring name. I'm going to talk about that that subject solidly in a boring way for like yeah. ten minutes straight, and then I'm just going to suddenly go. Yeah. And then, and then you, guys, you guys have made the effort. You guys have made the effort. And and for five minutes straight, I'm going to drop some bombs, right? Yeah. And then I'm oh, going to start... Head west. Head yeah. west. Head west. That's where the secret school is. Come to Studio 52 Towers. These are the coordinates just for you. When you take the red pill, you can take the blue pill and pretend it's just another podcast. Or take the red pill and come into a world of psychology and movement and other cool shit. Uh, to the west. These are the coordinates. Then boom. Yeah, don't make Michael Jordan the greatest basketball player. We'll oh, that's what I'll do. And I'll just carry on talking for another 10, 15 minutes about that subject in the yeah. same way. so that Because people that have even skipped through won't find it. 100% I'm doing that. I'm actually going to plan that episode for like, I don't say when, but I'm going to do it. I'm excited about that now. <laughs> Really, really hard. Yeah, it's true. That's my man. I'm so glad I had that idea. I'm so I'm so glad I I had that idea fully formed in my head. Oh yeah, this is all gonna get edited out. Oh. This won't make it to the podcast. You're just gonna do that, aren't you? Cut this. This is so meta. You're yeah. gonna cut this out from the recording of this podcast so you can do the scheme I gave you in a later podcast. <laughs> then when I say conventions, that was my idea. They're all gonna go, oh, there you are again, riding on riding on Ben Owl's coattails like so many others in Instagram. Not I'm gonna have to talk about those people at some stage. I will. No, but you know, you know, again, to come to my 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 grand point was that I will put together a episode based on deception and magic principles. That was my grand idea, and and then because if I'm 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 literally using the methods of magic in order to pass on secrets. Oh God, I'm definitely a genius. I'm so glad I had that idea. Um. Talking about the UFC, the pledge. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love that terminology. We, 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 we're going to talk about magic, the turn. <laughs> Don't tell anyone else, though. The prestige. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Um, so I, I need wish, to. I wish budget language. I wish budget was really like that, actually. No, oh damn! I've said this before. The the, I the wish pledge. Budget books had plain. You had a magic book with a plain cover with nothing on it. It just looks like a battered, ratty book on your shelf. Yeah. It's actually the complete works of, um, you know, whoever the... Tristan Lafleur. guy is. Yeah, yeah. A name I'm sure you just made up. <laughs> <laughs> is that a real guy? Uh, I want him to be. He's a guy that I imagine. Okay. I talked to him about in the podcast last week. It's a guy that I imagine I would have to go off from, go off to, to get secrets from when I was a kid. The, I, you the know, it's the, the, of Christian Lefeur. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you've got to go to London. Who has it? 
Christian Lefleur. Oh, who is? Is he French? No one knows. What? <laughs> he has the secrets. Oh no, not Christian. Tristan. Tristan Lefleur. Yeah. Welcome to the magic shop, sir. Have you seen these? Two brass caps and a little ring. Watch. Co- Never mind that. I'm here for Christian Lefleur. Don't say his name out loud. Come with me. Yes, you can say you can say Christian Lefleur because I'm looking for Tristan Lefleur. Him as well. Him as well. There's two of them. I apologise. Christian Lefleur's his cousin. Did a lot of coin work, but never quite made it. Slightly bitter man. But Tristan Lefleur, pull that third book to the left. And the bookshelf swings open. There's one as a card table in a room lit from above, with a few select notebooks piled up. Come in, young man. You're part of the inner circle now. Dude, when are you and I going to do a podcast? When are you and I going to open that magic shop? I know. No, but seriously, oh. I've, I've been thinking about this. Um, I've been thinking that uh, you and I should just do a podcast together. I don't mean like coming on now, like our own podcast. We should do that. Yeah, we, we can make this last for half an hour. Well, definitely. <laughs> no, but we should do our own podcast. We've been talking no, we about should, it for a I'm, while. We should do it. Well, I'm up for it. I've got nothing but time. So, um... <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> Got nothing but time. Not, not yes, Ben. I'd love to. It'd be brilliant. It'll be, you know, it'll be a joy to. Uh, I've got nothing but time. I suppose so. Yeah. Right now, right now, the only creating I'm doing is on, on the Danny Buckler show. Oh fuck you! Fuck you with your plugs. Going out, going out, going out live. Why not follow and check Boop. out what's going on there? But um, I've been cut off now. But um, no, we should have be good fun with it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I do want to say that to all my followers and stuff out there that, you know, love me. If any of you do follow Danny Buckler, if you truly love me and my work, if you truly do, unfollow him. Like that. Oh, dear. Yeah, you're on the, You're on it. No, no, I'm. I'm a joking. Not you're not really. Well, well, yeah, tell you what, you'll find out when you actually listen to the bloody thing, and you'll know. Um... You'll be hearing from my solicitors. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. I'm. Uh, uh, I was going to say bye. I'm. I'm. I'm tempted to just hang up on you. You can do it. Are you genuinely doing your book? Because I'll get off if you are. Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll let you get on with that then. And. Um... Yeah. I shall uh, speak to you later, I'm sure. All right. No worries, dude. Um, I'll just study the notebooks of Tristan Lefleur that I have gathering dust in the back room. All right. You do that, and I'll study the notebooks of Tristan Lefleur. Um, right. Okay. Him as well. Yeah, him as well. All right. Um, oh, by the way, Danny. Yes. There we go. I've just hung up. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to do to him. Oh, I'm so sorry, but just uh, say, ask him a question at the moment. He says, yes, hang up. It is so pure, old, so pathetic. So adolescent, so babyish, but it brings genuine joy to my heart to do it to Danny. I love it. Right, um, what else is there to say? I don't think there is anything. Uh, we're approaching 40 minutes. This has been great fun. We've talked about a lot of stuff. I think harps were included at one stage. What more can you want? If you have liked this, please go to uh, Apple Podcasts, rate and review. Please do it. It really does make a big difference. Share this. Tell people about the M-word. There is lots of other things to come. We've only just got started with this puppy. We're at episode 14. 15 will be soon. So, yes, there is much more to come. In the meantime, stay safe. Look after yourselves. Practice. Play. Get involved. Be kind to your fellow man, your fellow magician. 
And uh, yes, have fun, stay safe, be happy. Okay, goodbye. This was a Studio 52 production. For more information, visit studio52magic.com or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Studio 52 Magic. <laughs>